0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast. I am Liv Ekpone, joined as always with Ashley Titians. I feel like I just saw you. Like,
1: Yeah, we just had a show on we
0: just, Friday. So. <laughs> we just had a show on Friday breaking down all the different regions using the Colas calculator. I call you now the queen of Colas.
1: I did it right. I put in the data right. Ashley got I all it. the
0: data right, literally predicted all the correct teams. Um, that were at large. We got all the auto qualifiers in there too. So it was just a big, big Friday. But before we dive into our show, we're gonna kind of like recap. I know Ashley on Friday was like, don't make your picks on Friday. So we're gonna pick our picks today. We also have a very special guest. But before we dive into that, we have to thank our wonderful, wonderful sponsors. Are you guys looking for a delicious and nutritious snack that packs with a real protein punch? Crack into a good source of protein with tasty, healthy, wonderful pistachios. Each one ounce serving of wonderful pistachios contains six grams giving you over 10% of your daily value. It's one of the highest protein nuts out there, but that is not all Ashley. Pistachios are also known for their fiber and they're better for you unsaturated fats, which may help you keep feeling fuller longer. And that's not the best part about it. Wonderful pistachio comes in a variety of flavors, sizes. It's perfect for enjoying with your family while you're watching the football games, while you're getting ready for school, going in between meetings. This is gonna become your go-to snack. So wonderful pistachios. Uh, Go check them out at wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. And speaking of powering up, we're powering up for the NCAA Cross Country Championships this Saturday. Yes. It's crazy. We're gonna be in Virginia. Ashley and I are coming in Thursday. Yes. We're excited for all the excitement and our special guest will actually be there as well.
1: Yes, we might as well go ahead and introduce our special guest then. One of the, I think, one of the top storylines from regionals last week was the Iona men's cross country team winning the Northeast regional title. Um, and so joining us today is going to be their head coach, Joe Pienta. Um, you know, Iona, the men's team, they had, you know, they upset some big teams last weekend on Friday at the Northeast regional. Um, they, they took down number eight, Syracuse, they took down number 15, Harvard, and all five of their scores finished within the top 15 of that race. So again, we have coach Joe Pienta here joining us. Um, to discuss their performance on Friday and how the team is feeling going into Nationals this upcoming weekend. So, thanks, Coach, for joining us.
2: Well, thanks for deciding to have me as a special guest. I don't know how you guys decided on that. Uh are <laughs> like... I, I tell you what, I tell you what though the, the, the your your sponsor, the Pistachio Nut Company, there um, I, it makes me think of when I was a young youngster just chowing down on some pistachio nuts.
0: Oh, they're so well, good. That's what we do here every day in the office. It's <laughs> literally our lives. The yes. seasoned salt, if you have not tried it, coach, it is my fave. It's Absolutely loved time. it. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so, you know, as you mentioned as well, as we kind of kicked off the show, Mentioning that you know Iona the men's team will be going to NCAA championships, and you know just first kicking off before we talk about that regional performance, maybe just talk a little bit. You know what is how's the team feeling? You know coming into this week, and what's the mindset going into to nationals this weekend?
2: Well, I think the the hope after after making it to NCAs, and that's been our focus the last uh, last couple of years. Not making it the previous two years, uh, the first two years in the last. Twenty-two that we didn't make it was uh, keeping things even keel, making sure the focus was on performing well at NCAs, which is one of the hardest races out there. Uh, so we're just trying to stay grounded, um, keeping their mindset in the right spot. You know, we went for a, a little instead of a long run, we called it a philosophical run, uh, where we were just deep in our thoughts. Out in the uh, the woods at Rockefeller State Park, uh, we just we just got out there and enjoyed the end of the autumn, and just tried to enjoy the race mm-hmm. or, the, or the run rather after the race.
0: Yeah, and I feel like going into the weekend, Ashley kind of mentioned it. You guys took down you took down some powerhouse programs like Syracuse and Harvard. You guys were ranked 27th going into the weekend. How are you and your team able to just put the race together when it mattered the most? This was the last stop. This was the meet that you needed to do and perform your best to make it to NCAA. So, how were you just able to just put everything, like you mentioned, the mindset, but also make sure that your gentlemen are doing what they need to do on Friday?
2: Well, I would say, now, yeah, let me ask, is this live? Or can you edit – if I say something foolish, can you edit it out or am I live?
0: We, we are live We are right live now. right now, yeah.
2: Oh, geez. Oh, boy. Well, I'll keep it tame then. I'll try not to make any mistakes. I think coming in, we knew we could run with Syracuse and Harvard. We knew we had some opportunities if we were third place, that there were some scenarios where we could make it to NCAAs. But I want to give, it, give credit to uh, – the entire team for being focused all season long. We've been bought in. Uh, we weren't. We, we, we didn't stray uh, when things didn't go our way at Nuttycomb. We just got the job done. I think it went a little better than we anticipated, but it was a, a well-executed race. The goal was to just pack up, you know, run with with the Syracuse and Harvard lads. Uh, Providence was up there too, uh, especially early on and We knew they could be be really good, um, and you know, at the end of the day, rankings don't mean you know, it don't mean nothing. So we were we were just happy to you know, kind of go out and execute a good race and perform to our potential for the you know what I thought was the really the first time all season you know everybody ran on on track. So and then you know the real the real tough part going ahead to NCAAs is simply uh, trying to re- recreate that and not not get too ahead of ourselves. Uh, just getting there is, isn't the goal, um, but we'll see how that how that fares as long as, you know, as long as we get there safely uh, and securely.
1: <laughs> That's right. And you know, as you were mentioning, you know, you guys, you know, largely that the strategy that you use, you know, if you're looking at the stats of how the team scores panned out, was that pack running mentality, you know, you had, like your top five all within the top 15, I believe. Five of your seven guys at regionals posted a 10K PR too, I believe, and your spread from one to five was like roughly 20 seconds. So obviously you guys were all right there together and you executed that almost to, you know, kind of a, not necessarily a perfect scenario, but a great scenario for you guys. So, um, you know, how do you think your team was able to, you know, execute that strategy, um, you know, almost kind of like nearly to perfection right there?
2: I'm sorry. Could you repeat the question? I'm getting some. I was getting some interference on my computer here. It's. I got some. Some program was, uh, no, was
1: you're coming good. on. It
2: was going buck wild
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. I was just gonna ask. You know, a little bit more about your pack running strategy and how that works so well at. You know, regionals. If you're looking at the stats, I believe your spread from one to five was roughly. You know, 20 seconds or so. So obviously that's you know something that works really well for you. And like you mentioned too, you know, a lot of your guys performed. You know, almost the best of their careers on the day. I believe five of your seven guys posted 10K PRs at regionals. So, you know, how do you think just all those little things came together to, um, you know, for your team to execute that strategy so well?
2: Well, I think it, it came down to the guys just running for each other. Uh, they were in there. Uh, we knew we had to pack up, and, and the goal was just stay on your teammates. And, you know, we in the team huddle. Uh, I had everybody you know, and it sounds maybe maybe it's a little corny. we had everybody gaze into each other's eyes and, and really look deep within ourselves and each other to try to get the job done. And we've, we've been through thick and thin. You know this group's been through it, not making it the last couple of years, so it meant a lot to all of us, you know and and afterwards it was a you know a bit of a catharsis uh, for me afterwards. Uh, just getting, you know, getting back to NCA's. It meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to the team. I think uh, we had a couple guys. We had a miler. We had Nick Soldaver as an 800 guy, uh, stepping up to the 10K. And it took taking him a couple of years. Uh, and and to be honest, he was our he was he was one of our alternates the last two years. Um, and he has hasn't let me uh, go a day without hearing that I should have put him in the last couple <laughs> years. And you know, he's earned the right to. To talk back to me a little bit. So.
0: <laughs> that is so awesome. So, Coach, this is your 12th season. This is your ninth ever regional title and the first one since 2012. What do you think separates this current team that you have from all the other teams that you've coached within the last decade?
2: Well, I think we, we, we kind of just went back to Iona basics. This is my 13th year at Iona. I started off as an assistant coach, low on the totem pole. And uh, after Ricardo Santos left, uh, I just took over and, and wanted to continue what we were doing. And for for better or worse, some injuries, some illnesses the last couple of years, it's a lot of the same cast of characters we had out there this year that we did the last couple of years. But I I think there was a, Bit of a kind of a get get back to the old old school Iona way, which was, you know, just, you know, getting in the mileage, get getting back to basics, you know, running, you know, running a lot, you know, running fast sometimes, you know, running slow sometimes to recover, um, and, and realistically, they just bought into it, and they just believed in themselves. We we've always had the talent. Uh, it's a talented group group of guys. And uh, we're going to hope to to continue that on on Saturday, and, and hopefully in years to come.
1: Now I'm, I know you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I want to take take you back to you know Nuttycomb, which is one of those you know that that mid season test to kind of see where your you know your team's at. And as you mentioned, like that didn't go you know quite like the way you guys wanted it to for Iona. I believe you guys finished um, just outside the top twenty. But then obviously, you know, you'd go on to conference and regionals and things turn out really well. So I'm just curious, you know, what do you think your team learned from that race? And then how were they able to put those, you know, lessons learned and kind of change things around going forward with the rest of the season?
2: Well, we were a little disappointed. Uh, could have been more disappointed. It, it went better than the last couple of years at, at Nutty Comb. Uh we, we were without John D'Souza, who has been kind of a steady hand for us the last few years. and. I think what coming out of it, we knew Damien Dilcher and, and Josh D'Souza were uh, were in pretty good shape. They, they ran really well, but it was kind of a missed opportunity in terms of at large points. Um, in the end, it, it probably would have been a good enough performance to give us a pointer to it, you know, and, and, and maybe be third at the region. Uh, but, you know, we knew we dug ourselves a hole and we needed to run well at regionals. Um, but the nice thing about our system is. You know you have to run well at regionals, so so that's the goal every year. Uh, I think we had some luck just being, you know, healthy, having everybody on track in November. Um, we we get a nice little boost from winning the MAC championships. It was the 33rd year in a row we, we won the MAC championships, and uh, we don't take we don't take those wins lightly. Um, you know, sometimes the guys make it look easy, but uh, we always get a little bit of a confidence boost there. Um, a fella from Siena made us run pretty hard um, at it and, and, and beat most of our guys. So I think that was, uh, you know, a little chip on the shoulder heading back into regionals for, for everybody. But realistically, we just get back, get back out there running and, and, uh, and doing what Iona does. And, and, and that's, uh, the way it's been since, uh, even you know, Mick Byrne, you know, really started things up here with the distance program and Ricardo kept, kept, kept it going. And, and I was just trying not to kill it.
0: Coach, I have to ask, because your team really showed out and put one of the best performances of the season together at regionals. In your perspective, when did you know that you won the regional title? Was it when, like, mid-race where your guys were kind of positioned that you're like, okay, I think we're, we're on track to win this title? Or was it, like, when all five of the top scorers got through? When was it for you that you knew?
2: Well, i tell you when it wasn't. <laughs> at about a uh, uh, 1,200 meters, 1,200 meters in, we're in 16th place or so with 400 something points. Uh, but I, you know, I just, I knew we were in a good position. All seven guys were around. Everybody was all together. But you, you never know. Uh, I was positioned out um, by the uh, the tennis courts at Van Cortlandt Park, um, and I was I was checking out the splits going into the last loop you know, we were, we, we had already moved into first and I saw, I could see the yellow from afar and I knew we were in good shape and I knew our six and seven were close within striking range. I've seen, I've seen some things at Van Cortland park. Mm -hmm. I've seen, seen a lot of things. Uh, some I won't go into, uh, you know, if you interview John D'Souza, he'll tell you some different stories about Van Cortland. Um, but, uh, at 2k i was over by 2k and i knew that i was telling the guys don't be a hero you know we, we we got this just maintain but like i said i've seen a lot of things i've seen some guys go backwards in the last 2k of a 10k so i was telling myself it ain't over till it's over you know the old cliche but uh i, I with a lap to go i knew we were in a good spot and and to the point where i wasn't i wasn't sprinting and and uh Sprinting around the course like a crazy person, uh, the latter half of the race, I felt I felt pretty calm <laughs> where we were. Not to mention, none of the fellas heard me on the course anyway. I was there was nobody else around, but they weren't listening to me anyway. So, <laughs> we'll figure.
1: Now, I like I mentioned earlier, because I know you asked if we are live or not. We are live, and so we have actually someone who actually put an interesting question into our little live chat for you. Um, so one of the questions we got was, you know, obviously regionals and NCAAs, they're like back-to-back, big meets, you know, where you're kind of going all out. Um, you know, how do you prep your athletes to, to compete at such a high level at two really high, you know, high-stakes events in such a short period of time?
2: Well, simply put, you just gotta run a lot. And, <laughs> you know, for each person, that's a little bit different, uh, but you gotta train, I think, you got to train for for the two 10k's back to back. Uh, that's how I was introduced to training at Iona and yeah, there's we'll see we'll see how things go. We'll see how our planning went after Saturday because like, you know, you know as you as you just said, 8 days isn't a lot of time to recover. You've got an emotional high. We you know, we were basically on our home course. We had some great support our our AD and our uh, men's basketball coach were out there sprinting more than I was on the course. Yeah. And we had a, we had a lot of support um, from Iona, and I think that you know that goes a long way. It helped us out a little bit, you know, being on on our home field. Uh, so I think I think some of it is avoiding the the emotional stress, the emotional highs and lows of this sport, and, and not getting too high after a nice win, you know, getting grounded. Uh, and and focusing on the next thing. Um, So we'll see how we recover and how we do. I think anything's fair game on Saturday. I think we have the potential to be really, really good if we run the way we did. But as I told the guys, uh, NCAA championships ain't going to be like the Northeast Regional. That thing ain't going out slow and and building into it. That thing's going to be hard from the gun. So it's going to be a much different race, and I think they're up for the challenge. But so are the other thirty-one teams out there, um, you know. And and a win is nice at regionals. I'm not gonna, you know, poo-poo that or show any disdain for it. But uh, it is a qualifier, and and Harvard Harvard's really good, and they knew they were getting through. Syracuse is really good; they knew they were getting through. And and there's a whole host of other teams that are are really ready. So uh, we could be we could be first. We could be thirty-first. You know, we could be tenth. We could be seventeenth. We could be twenty-third. You know, any anything in there is fair game at the NCAA championships.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I think our final this is question is probably a
2: little ways, little ways <laughs> off. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> talk out of turn there.
0: No, you're fine. Uh, before we let you go, coaches, I know you have a you got a lot of training p- trainings coming up, and also you're traveling. Just, traveling is just a lot too. Oh, don't
2: don't worry about me. I I canceled <laughs> practice today. Kids were on oh. their own. Oh, there perfect. You there you
0: go. Yep. Love that. Now, I want I... to make sure I was available for this, this <laughs> here interview. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. So I've been to Van Cortlandt Park before. I've been there for the Manhattan Cross Country Invitational, not this past year, but the year before. And I had the best carrot cake of my life from Lloyd's Carrot Cake. And I know oh, it's yeah, right off the of the it court. It's
2: yes. a carrot cake. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so I was going to ask you, did the team celebrate with some carrot cake over the weekend?
2: Well, to be fair, I forgot to get them some after the race. Oh uh, well, we did do, Come we on, a, Coach. We, <laughs> we, got, um, we got them. We got a curry. We we uh, the fellas are 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 big Indian food connoisseurs, and so we we ordered from uh, uh, Cora Mandel, and okay. uh, you know a few of those guys had a you know some of the vindaloo, um, a little tikka masala, um, you know I had a little sag paneer, um, but. So we, we didn't. I, I think some of the some of the fellas got some carrot cake. Maybe maybe some of the kids not racing. Um, but it's a good reminder. I probably owe him a carrot cake or two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yes. Go get him a carrot go cake they can take me later.
2: <laughs> meal or, you know whatever NCA <laughs> compliance paperwork I need to put in to get him a carrot
0: cake.
1: <laughs> there you go. There you See, go. I'm
0: telling you, you got to go to Lloyd's carrot cake. Okay. When, whenever you get whenever to I, Manhattan. I don't know oh yeah, Lon was out the door. Yeah, no, i told sorry. you. It was like a, out the door I, and around the corner when I went last time. Wild. It was worse,
2: worse, worse than traffic at rush hour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I believe it. Oh man. Well coach, thank you so much for joining us. And we are wishing the men's team like positive vibes their way. Like I said, Ashley and I will be there Thursday. So we'll probably see you out on the course for the the shakeout on I'm trying to think Friday, probably on Friday, but best wishes and safe travels to you and your team
2: thank you kindly for having me i'm gonna go out and buy myself a bag of pistachio nuts yes that's where to do
0: it go do it all right thanks coach thank you take care awesome what a great surprise to have the coach joining us and the the men's team just looked super spectacular uh, from their regional meet and i know we have some graphics up so before we get into the second half of our show ashley was so kind enough to make the top men's and women's teams graphic who have punched their tickets to compete at the nc double-a championships this weekend in charlottesville virginia here they are goodness it's a great round great group of athletes and teams that will be competing it's going to be super exciting as i mentioned ashley and i will be on the ground covering it all um some surprises Some not surprises, but I think it's going to be an overall great championship. I
1: mean, hey, we got Colas right. That's all I have to say. We got it right. (laughs) I was a little nervous maybe I put in something wrong. But we're good. We made it. It's all good. And, you know, I think it's about probably what you expected. Like, the teams that got in were probably the ones you expected to get in. Yeah. You know, maybe a few outliers. Like, I think, you know, for example, the Alabama men. That first team that comes into mind. But that's just kind of like – the downfall of the calculator in a way, I guess. It's like, or not the downfall of the calculator, but like, you know, that's just kind of the system. You know, yeah. you gotta get the wins, you gotta get the wins against the teams that auto qualify. And so right. some teams that, you know, maybe are good enough, but just don't have the wins, can't get in.
0: Exactly, it's yeah. a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's move on and let's talk about our biggest surprises of the weekend. Cause as Ashley and I have mentioned, there were some surprises, there were a lot of surprises. that snuck in there. Ashley, I'm gonna kick it off to you first. I think we're on the same playing field for this one, we've also have gotten some back and forth uh, responses from each of us here on some of these topics. So, your biggest surprise? Is I, what? I
1: think this was a consensus between you, me, Corey, and Brian. Yeah, I believe, especially Brian. I think he was really surprised with this. Was the Boston College women? Yeah. Um, you know, up there at the Northeast Regional, they they finished second to qualify for NCAA Championships. They haven't qualified since 2019, so it's been. A few years, a few-year absence there for the Boston College women, but they'll be going back to the championships, and, you know, it, it probably would have been hard for them to get one without the auto-bid if you're looking yeah. at, um, you know, what they've done this season. They were sixth six that, uh, ACC's, mm-hmm. um, third at the Arturio Berrios invite uh, at, at um, Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is a big, obviously, a big runner-up finish for them. Um, if you're looking at how to just like the way they race, like they were racing like this was their last shot. Like this is, yeah. they had to put all the cards together. Um, their number one, two, three, and five runners all PR'd on the day for 6K. All under 2040 for 6K. Mm-hmm. And they entered the meet ranked fourth in the region according to the USPFC CCA polls. Um, so I feel like that's one where everyone just had the you know, the good race when it, when it mattered. And, yeah. um, you know, I feel like it's always, sometimes it gets lost, but like, especially in cross country, like she, it really just comes down to like, each race can be so different, like from week to week about like how teams are gonna do. And so sometimes you just like, you just gotta put the piece together and anything can happen.
0: Yes, and I'm, I'm happy that you mentioned it because I don't think we kind of expected Boston College to kind of sneak in there right behind Syracuse. And they etched out teams like Providence and Harvard, which are you know, ranked in the top 30. Mm-hmm. And I think it, like you said, they were able to put the race together when it mattered most. And they ran it as if it was their last. Um, and I think that's the great mentality of doing it. Because essentially, if you don't get that top two spots, I don't even think, as you mentioned, Boston College would have yeah, made it. Yeah, because think about incidentally it. They didn't, again,
1: they didn't have a whole lot of wins against, I believe, some of those teams that auto-qualified. I mean, they finished six at ACC, so you're not gonna have wins against Um, You know the Virginias, any of those sorts of teams that did auto qualify. So
0: that just tells me this team is ready to run. (laughs) This team, they know under pressure how to run. Correct. That is in their favor. Yes, I
1: was very impressed with Boston College over
0: the weekend. Yes. So biggest surprise for Ashley. Yeah. Outside of Ayana's men's team running as they did, you already got. If you're if you don't already know, know she's laughing. If you don't already know, I'm a very very proud Aggie. Ran there, 12-time All-American sprinter. I'm super excited to see Texas A&M grabbing that second-place uh, finish behind Tulane. And and that was at the South Central region finishing. And As we know, Arkansas has just been so dominant this year. We already knew Arkansas was going to be up there. But I yeah. feel like it was up for grabs for that second auto qualifier to get in there. And the Texas A&M woman showed up and finished second with 90 points. And this was the first time in 23 years that A&M has qualified as a team. When I was running, they've had individuals go, like Natasha Rogers, I believe, Karis Yonkin was an individual. Uh, Hillary Blair was another one. Like, I can name individuals and I'm texting my friend. I'm like, didn't we make it as a team while we were in school? And she's like, no, Liv. We did not. We had individuals go, but not as a team. And I had to look it up, and she was right. Like 23 years was the last time the women have done it, and so that is huge. That
1: is pretty crazy. And I mean, if you're looking at, you know, the region itself, I think the majority of people were expecting the two auto qualifiers would be Arkansas and Tulane. Yes. Tulane's had been, you know, very good over the past couple of years or so. Yeah. Um, And Texas A&M was kind of in that third, fourth slot, and they weren't going to get in unless they auto-qualified. But hey, again, they put together all the pieces they needed to on the day. If you're looking at how they finished and how they put this together, they went 9-11, 14, 27, 29. So, you know, not too bad of a spread there. And... You know, kudos
0: to them. Yeah, kudos to my Aggies. That also was
1: on. a big surprise to me. I, I agree. <laughs> I did not expect yeah, to see even, the women qualify. And even
0: Tulane dropped a little, I think they finished first. They finished fourth. Because LSU, LSU was third.
1: That was surprising.
0: That was huge. I yeah. was like, and the thing is, like I mentioned um, on Friday, I get so much anxiety watching like the scores change as the athletes are coming through. Because yeah. originally it was like A&M was in second and then like the margin between A&M and LSU kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And then at one point I thought they tied. Yeah. And then all of a sudden instead they got second, I'm just like crossing my fingers. Like, okay, did A&M's women's team make it in? And yeah. boom, 90 points, did it. So this proud Aggie's really excited for She's it. She's very excited. All right, now for the nitty gritty stuff. Ashley told us to wait until the show to make our picks. Yes, so yes, I we, thought
1: we had to wait because we had, we had to have to something to talk about this yes. week.
0: So we're gonna dive into our individual picks. Let's start with the men, individuals, Individuals, then women, and then we'll go into the men team, women's team. So who is your your gentleman's pick to win okay, this, this weekend?
1: This is kind of complicated.
0: Ashley, what do you mean?
1: So I made a pick, but I've been going back and forth in between two people. And so I'm, you okay. know me, I'm an indecisive gal. <laughs> and so <Both> of us. <laughs> I've, I've been really thinking about this. I feel like this year is one of those years where It's more up for grabs than I think people realize. Yes, I can agree with you there. there's a lot of big names and a lot of players there. Right. And a lot of also new faces. Right. And some of those new faces have me second guessing myself. Okay. How about this?
0: Who would you say is the top?
1: My safe pick.
0: Oh, you have a safe pick and then?
1: My my second pick. (gasps) Okay. My, My safe pick. I think it's Nico Young's year. I feel like every year maybe we say it's Nico Young's year, and he hasn't put the pieces together, but when I say it's his year, it's his year. <laughs> you know okay. was When I
0: say it's his year, it's, it's his, his year. year. Okay.
1: He has the experience Race at NCAAs. He was second last year in a crazy race with Charles Hicks. You know that's replaying in his mind. You know, rewind the tape, play it again, give him that fuel. Yeah. And... You know, he's been, uh, he, he's been close so many times, whether it's on the track or on the cross-country course. I think this could be the year, you know, he's done really well already this year. He finished, I think, second at regionals at Mountain Region, and then he won the conference title and finished second at Netticombe. Which is, I mean, obviously we expect him to always be up there in those races. But mm-hmm. in a year where it's a little bit more wide open, I think this could be the time for him to show out. However, however. That means but. <laughs> this, is, this is my second pick. This is my, like, that's my second So which one are you
0: more leaning towards?
1: <sighs> I can't tell you, I don't know.
0: Okay, let me hear the second okay, pick. Okay, my Who second, is second pick,
1: pick is, cause it's, it's, it's kind of a risky pick a little bit, but I I, I am a huge fan of Habdom Samuel, Samuel okay. of New Mexico. The freshman from, I believe he's from Eritrea. Um, he beat Nico at the Mountain Regional. He won the Roy Griac Invitational been running phenomenally. Was third at Nuttycombe, um, again just the freshman there, and you know he's already racing like a veteran
0: mm-hmm. in his
1: first year in the NCAA. The only reason why I'm hesitant is a lot of times experience, you know, plays a huge factor when you go to NCAA's. Yes. Nico has that experience, whereas Samuel does not. Okay, so that's the one thing where I'm like, hmm, Nico would be the safer pick for me. Samuel, I'll put maybe slot him in second there. I feel like you're leaning um, towards Samuel.
0: Like you want to say Samuel.
1: I do, but like again, I can't. So I think you're trying to say, say n- Samuel I'm at I'm gonna the end I'm going to say d- Nico today. Young. I'm going to say Nico Young.
0: You're saying Nico, but you're thinking Samuel. That's what I'm getting. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's basically it.
0: So, basically, (laughs) I think it's going to be those two guys. Maybe that's – Oh, man. But, again, that doesn't – like I said, there are a
1: lot of players this year. And, I mean, you can't count out people like Kai Robinson who won that 5K, 10K double last year. Drew um, Bosley. um, Drew Bosley. Um, There's just a lot of people. And, you know, Oklahoma State has a bunch of guys that I think can be consideration as well. Um, And Graham's – Graham Blakes, I think is also another one of those. Which is- Not to allude to your, <laughs> your pick, but I looked ahead on the notes and I, I saw who you picked. So
0: yes, Ashley pretty much just said my pick. I think Graham Blakes is I the do, guy. I do like that pick. I will say, I think that's a good pick. Let me give you my reasons. Okay. My, first of all, my gut is saying Graham Blakes. It's like- It's just a gut feeling. You the gut feeling. Describe. It's like, I don't know, this guy's different. This guy, I feel like just sticks out to me he was six at ncaa championships last year and i feel like this year he just rose to a whole new level he you talked about nutty mm-hmm. he edged out nico young at nutty mm-hmm. that's when he grabbed that title he also won the northeast regional title he's been undefeated this whole entire season and i think that's why i'm like not because he's undefeated but because he's sharp like he's raced against individuals who, as we mentioned, Nico Young, like in that top tier of individuals competing for this championship title, I, I just think Blank, like Graham is the guy. Like you know, Graham I, is the guy.
1: I do feel like that's a fair pick because I do feel like he is, he's shown it's in the cards this year. Yes. Like he's, he's racing confidently. He's taking down all these, you know, the Nico Youngs and all those at home. Right. So he's already done it once this season. Like he just has to put do it again. one more time. Just do it again. Um, but again, it's it's like one of those where, you know, as we I can see, as we're debating, like there's so many names being thrown around, like it, I feel like the men's race this year, it's like it's so, so many
0: people yes. to win. Oh, and I keep saying this. It, it's the person that's going to have the best day on Saturday. Like the person with the best mindset, the best race strategy. It's, it's just going
1: to be interesting too, because I know how Panorama Farms is. I mean, it's not like a pancake. It's not a pancake flat course, you know, like they're are a lot of hills there you know there's i believe you finish on like a you go like a corkscrew almost like uphill like there's plenty of that in turn so like it's gonna be interesting to see how these these guys navigate this course i think at the same time yeah and that could also play a big factor i think
0: okay so samuel for you i'm just saying i'm gonna say are you sure no are you putting this I'm trying to see okay. who's going to have the most I will like it points after this. down in
1: writing Nico Young. Okay.
0: I am I'm, I'm sticking with my my Graham Blakes. Okay. I feel very confident about my Harvard guy here. Okay. And team Harvard for this. Women's team. This might get in uh, not women's team. Women's women individuals.
1: Oh, I think you and I are going to go back. We're going to and go and back and
0: forth on, on this. Okay. One.
1: <laughs> Obviously, I think the debate here can we preface this? Let's be real.
0: There's two it's, there's two, there's two names. There's two names. One goes to school in North Carolina. The other school goes to Florida. Yes. So a rematch of Caitlin Tui versus Parker Valby.
1: Yes. And Ashley's I feel very going with. Confident in my pick.
0: I feel very confident <laughs> in
1: my pick. Gosh, come on. Okay. <laughs> okay. It has to be Caitlin Tui. There's no other, no other way this plays out. No other way. And let me explain. Let me explain explain. myself. Go (laughs) ahead. You cannot doubt Caitlin too. You want to know why? Because she's a gamer. I get that. She is a fierce competitor, and I remember watching NCAA's cross country last year in 2022 when Parker Valby went out at her, you know, doing her race strategy, and two is just sitting back, stalking her the entire time. And the way I saw her over that last probably 2K just slowly, but gradually just tap in and catch up to her. Mm-hmm. Like that right there, that is a killer mindset in cross country, which in cross country, that type of mindset, I feel like almost puts you in a better position than it, that same mindset in like say a track race. Like mm-hmm. it's, the, it's a whole nother level. And we've already seen Tui lost to Valby at Nutty come this year. And I can guarantee you, she's not going to let that happen again.
0: Okay, Liv, how did you spend your Saturday? I spent my Saturday watching the two thousand twenty-two National. watch the
1: race. I rewatched
0: it. Okay. And here's my takeaway. Yes, Parker Val. So I'm just going to throw this out there. Parker Valby's my pick. The reason being, the w- again talking about last year, what I saw is probably what we're gonna see again on Saturday. Parker Valby's probably gonna go out like hardcore, come catch me. Or will she? I think she will.
1: Okay, okay. That's another thing that I'm-
0: I know we've talked about this before. Yeah. But here's my thing. Like she went out hard, but the way Valby looks this year, I think she can hold on to that. Like she is so much stronger in my eyes, from what we saw at Nuttycomb versus what we saw last year at NCAAs, yes, it was the same race strategy, but Parker Valby looks in a whole different level. And I think she's gonna be the one that, gra- that grabs this. I feel like because of that win at Nuttycomb, Parker Valby's like, okay, I've done it. Again, where you're coming from is Caitlin Tuohy's gonna go out there. It's probably replaying her head. She's not gonna let that happen. But Parker Valby on the other hand is thinking, okay, I've done it again. I've done it, I just need to do exactly what I did. And I think it's just gonna play mind games with the rest of the field. And Parker was able to hold her own at the SEC Championships where she was passed during the race and was able to regain that same lead and just con- like control the whole entire field. That's why I feel like Parker Valby has two pieces of ammo underneath her belt. She can get out hard, y'all try to catch me, but at the same time, if you catch me, she knows how to overcome that. That's my recent uh, Parker Valby. I don't know. I don't know. No, you just, <laughs> Caitlin Toohey. <laughs> but don't get me wrong, Caitlin too is gonna put up a fight. Without a doubt, I have no, there's no question in my mind that Caitlin Toohey's gonna go in, throw in is hands. just a
1: whole nother beast when it comes to cross country. I think that's, that's my consensus. Like,
0: oh, the way Parker Valby looks right now is unbelievable. Like, I know you watched last year's. When did you watch that? Was it recent? I want you tonight for your homework, watch last year's race and watch Nuttycomb. And just be like, okay, I see where Liv is coming from. Sometimes it's all mental. Very true. It is. I don't know. The mind plays a lot of games. I
1: think it's obviously gonna be these two, but actually, can can I throw out a hypothetical? Okay, so (laughs) if anyone else could get up into this mix, who do you think it could be? Ooh, I don't know. See, I think another girl that could get up in the mix is Elise Stearns, Ooh, that, was,
0: that was who was in my brain. Okay. I was like, Elise Stearns. I mean, she's
1: been running very well this year, plus she yes. didn't run regionals, so she's gonna be rested. Yeah. So if there's anyone that I think could go with them, it's gonna be her. She finished fourth at Nutty did come Comb. come into my mind. She finished fourth at Nutty Comb. She won the UVA Invitational. I wouldn't be surprised if she tries to go up there with them.
0: Okay. My thing is that she can be able to hold on.
1: Now I'm looking at the chat and they're getting mad that I said that Tui was gonna win.
0: <laughs> but you, but my thing is, I agree with you. Like I, I personally feel like Parker Valby's gonna win this. However, the way Caitlyn Tui is running, like I, kn- we've known her since high school. We've covered her. She is not gonna go down without a fight.
1: It's I not gonna be an easy reason. win.
0: It's not gonna be an easy win. I'm not. I don't think it's gonna be blown out of the park.
1: Again, because but was Valby, be the first one to cross Like when she won Dunycombe, I was a little surprised. I was like, Were you? Dang. Yeah, I was surprised. I was like, Dang! So then it makes you wonder. And then you know, I second guess myself and I question myself. I'm like, Hmm, could she win NCAA's? But
0: I think but, Tui's the better, pick, the safer pick. In my to help opinion. you in this argument, that was Caitlin Tui's first race of the year.
1: But it, so it was Parker Valby's first race as well.
0: Oh well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to help you with like okay. You know, Caitlin was working through some things.
1: Oh wait, they said, No, we think two will win. We aren't mad at you. Oh, okay, so cool.
0: They they're not <laughs> mad. We're good. Okay. <laughs> I still think Parker Valby, gosh, please do your homework tonight. Watch last year's race and watch Nutty Home. And just let me know.
1: Now I'm trying to remember who did who did Corey and Brian say when they, they picked, came on They, they picked, picked Tui. Tui, right? Okay. They picked Tui. Both so of them did. Three for Tui at three um, the versus one crew versus one Valby. Okay. Yeah.
0: And did I'm, did I'm a firm.
1: Did they pick individuals?
0: Did they pick individuals? They picked, well, 2 I I don't know if they picked For anybody mine. on the guy. They were like, it's too, like yeah. we've discussed, it's two up in the air.
1: Maybe we, we need to have them back on the show to give their picks again, I feel like.
0: Have them call in? <laughs> <laughs> can, can we do that? <laughs> hey, y'all, they're in the office. Like, they're on the, they're one up floor above us. So. <laughs> hey, y'all, just hop on real quick. Okay, so those are our picks. Wait, we went over guys, right? Yep, yeah, okay, Graham Blanks. Parker Valby for live, and Nico, Nico Young, Young, aka Sam, and Caitlin Tooey for, for you. All right, let's move on to the teens' picks because again, I don't think. Are we on the same page? Okay, for one. For one, let's start with the men and get that one out of the way. Men's team, who do you have?
1: All right, because I think that's who let's I have to. Be real, too. I do think NAU on the men's side is going to repeat. Um, if you're looking at how they've got you know raced this whole year. They are still dominant and they have showed this. They destroyed the competition at the mountain range by over 60 points. They beat out BYU and many other top teams in the NCAA. They won by nearly 100 points at Nuttycombe. They won by 30 at pre-nats. Um, again, they've been racing some of these top teams all year. It's not like they're shying away from any competition here. Um, you know, they have that depth that we've obviously seen over the past few years that Mike Smith has built at NAU. And personally, I think it's no different this year. However, I will, again, same like with the men's divisions, I will throw this point out there. <laughs> the only team that I think could realistically, and I am kind of curious about this matchup, see challenging them is OK State. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, they, if you're looking at OK State's resume, they destroyed everyone on their home course at, on the, I believe it was the Midwest Regional um, over the weekend. And they haven't matched up with NAU at, at all this year. Um, They didn't race Nuttycomb. They didn't race UVA Invitational. They only raced, I believe, the Cowboy Jamboree Conference and Regionals. So they haven't faced each other all year. So this will be the first time we see them come together. And they definitely, I mean, OSU has that star power and that depth, keyword depth as well, that I think could be similar to NAUs. However, I will say, I think it's
0: gonna be NAU. I agree. I'm rooting for the repeat here I the four peep. I think Drew Bosley and Nico Young are gonna handle their business. They're gonna run well. NAU men has my vote.
1: Wait, can I have a side note?
0: Yes. Looks like note.
1: Brian is watching from the office and coming oh, to Team Tui. He's Team Tui. Team so. Tui.
0: I know. It's three versus one.
1: Yeah, so you're the only one. Wait, you gotta ask
0: Brian who he picks for his, his guys pick.
1: Brian, if you're still if you're still listening, <laughs> send me in Send us in the chat your your picks for you and Corey for men's individual. For the men's pick.
0: All right, let's talk about the women's field on the team side. I know, gosh, this is so hard. It's like, I wanna sweep. Okay, it's
1: similar to the fact, it's like similar for me in the terms of like Tui versus Valby. Yes. Like, you know, like the two dominants racing against each other. Yes. Um, It's a similar scenario here, I think, for the women's team side.
0: I want NAU to have the sweep. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I want them to have a sweep. However, I'm also voting for the defending champs here. Okay, explain. NC State, as you mentioned, gonna be led by Caitlin Tuey. They've rested a lot of their individuals at regionals. One name that comes into mind is Leah Stevens, who has been, I felt like, a solid performer for this team. They're seeking redemption. After Nuttycomb, similar to how you feel about Caitlin Toohey, is how I feel about NC State right now with NAU. They're seeking redemption. They lost to NAU at Nuttycomb. I feel like NC State's going to have that fire. Like, you are the defending champions. You better defend that title. That's my That's my okay. take.
1: Well, I'm going to go the opposite way. I know you are, um, <laughs> respectfully. So, I like your your reasoning because I had the same basic, basically the same reasoning for Tui winning yeah. the individual title. But I'm going to you know, I'm going to say NAU is going to win this here their first ever title in women's program history. Just like looking at how they've raced this season, like you mentioned, they. They win at Nettie Comb pretty dominantly, um, you know, something obviously I don't think NC was to full strength at that, at that race, but still they win pretty dominantly. They, you know, they perfect score their conference meet, which, you know, pretty expected to see them do so well there. And then if you're looking at, um, you know, the regional meet, the Mountain Regional, they, they rested Elise. They, le- they rested Elise Stearns and they still beat BYU, which is a top five program in this entire country they still beat them by 20 points. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think that they have that depth to really carry them this year. Like, I think that's the difference here. And, you know, if you're if you're looking at the matchup between NAU and NC State, I do think they're very similar teams in that they have a really, you know, obviously great low sticks and stuff like that. Um, but then they have the depth as well. I just, I... I don't know. I think NAU is the one they're going to have the most confidence i feel like going into this meet and Mm -hmm. i'm just curious to see it all play out i don't know but again i'm still a big nc state fan so i don't know either this is hard it's like because another one too right you got to think about this as well nc state rested kelsey camille right they rested leah stevens like you said so they're rested as well whereas nae rested elise and that's going to make it interesting is they're all going to have a little bit of rest in them I'm just
0: like, this is gonna be a really freaking great meet. That's what I'm thinking about. Like, the women's side individually, like, I feel like there's two front runners. But then this team is—it's gonna come down to the wire. Same thing on the men's side, like, except the men's individual is completely wide open. Like, anybody's day, it it could be anybody. And then this team race. I say. It's still close. Like I'm not even going to count out BYU, but like again, I'm going with my gut. I feel like NC State's going to defend this title.
1: But I will say though, like I think this is another thing to factor in. I mean, NAU raced at UVA earlier this year. They raced at the, UV- the Virginia Invitational. They yes. have that experience already racing on that course. They know what to expect. NC State has not raced this year, there this year. I mean, sure, it's in you know it's at UVA. So some of those ladies, I'm sure, have raced at Panorama Farms before right. um, over the years, but. Um, you know, I think that's also something to consider It's like they, they've seen the course, they know potentially where they can point out the points where, all right, this is where you need to make this move. This is where you need to coast a little bit, you know, like there's a little bit of that strategy that I think that plays in, you know, to NAU's favor there as well.
0: Okay, well, mm-hmm. I'm still sticking with.
1: All right, so we What does the
0: chat think? What does the chat, did Brian respond? I need to know. Oh, he did. what did he say? He said,
1: Nico Young might be the favorite, but Kai Robinson question mark Graham okay. blank Blanks question mark So,
0: okay, so we were like we're I said, we're all on the, the, the same page, page. here. Okay, because Kai, we mentioned Kai Robinson; well, you know what he's going to be you in know the what mix. That means
1: we're all going to be completely wrong.
0: <laughs> we're all going to be completely wrong. Yeah, I'm, we're all I'm gonna kind gonna be completely, completely wrong. I feel really confident in my my picks here.
1: I I like to say I'm confident, but I'm not.
0: Sorry. All right. Stay tuned to flow track because we're gonna have all the content. Our crew's flying down Thursday. We're gonna be on the course. We're gonna have another show. We're gonna be, Ashley's gonna be running. Look for Ashley. She's gonna be running, <laughs> <I'll> be running. <laughs> all over the course. Um, but that, this is it. Like the cross country season went like this, I feel like. Yeah. It was like, boom.
1: It happens, you know, even though it's a pretty long season.
0: And I'm pumped for indoor. You already know the sprinter in me is like, let's go! I'm Bring up the sixty that meters, over four by four, It's four by four time. It's two hundred meter time. I'm ready. Okay, I'm pumped. With all that being said, Wednesday was a very big day for us. It was national signing day, and a lot of things have shaken up. I remember one show that we filmed, and we had our early. We were like, which program is winning going into? I think National Signing Day. I picked Oregon. I can't remember who. Oh, you picked um, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Notre Dame. That has completely changed, in my opinion. Like, I yeah. feel like Oregon got three solid, four solid recruits mm-hmm. for the distance side, but y'all, all the sprinters like committed <laughs> all on one That's day. That's
1: when things change. That's
0: when things change. Yeah. Um, so, Ashley, who would you say one National Signing Day for you? Which program?
1: Uh, the program that one National Signing Day for me was Georgia. Don't you remember how we were all like we talking? Y'all,
0: I should preface this. We literally had social channels up on our computers, refresh, refresh, refresh here yeah. in the office to see where everyone was making their commitments to, we had some top, you know, power power programs up and looking at their social channels. See,
1: yeah, like don't you remember Georgia? Like their Instagram <laughs> Georgia was like, like, you scroll. Georgia you scroll. was on it. Yeah. The Georgia
0: Bulldogs were on it.
1: Uh, but let's break down just exactly who they got, you know? Yeah. For, you know, for maybe some of y'all like, you know, we obviously are very in tune with the high schoolers. So these are going to be the ones that are going to be program changing for like these college teams, you know, in the next couple of years. These will be the top guys and gals in the NCAA their top recruit has to be Christian Miller. He's the top sprinter in the country right now for high school seniors. He ran 10.06 in the 100, 20. 51 in the 200 meter last year. He's a game changer, you know, yeah. like he's a New Balance Outdoors national champion um you know he i believe he signed live on our the mile split instagram which is pretty funny he was teasing with the audience on his
0: this kid got us he did he got us he did okay Okay. what (laughs) what happened was through so we had him on the on the line podcast for mile split and he had on a florida shirt and i was like are you kind of telling us what's going on? And he was like, no. Every, every day leading up to National Signing Day, he brought out different shirts for the different programs that he visited. So he wore yeah. Florida that day. I don't know what he wore the days before, but I'm like, okay, it has to be Florida. Like it has then to started, be Florida. Then he started like putting
1: on all the hats and throwing so them away. Now, then he opens up his his shirt. <laughs> this is where he and got he's you. wearing an LSU. And oh I'm my like, gosh! I was right, because I predicted LSU, but then he took off the shirt and he was wearing a Georgia shirt. It was a whole lot of antics. <laughs> there was so. a
0: whole lot of things anyways, going on, but I was all for it.
1: Anyways, so Christian he's Miller a got huge us. Huge grab for Georgia. Yes, um, but then if you're looking at Georgia's, you know, they're signing the recruiting class as a whole. They just have a lot of good talent across different event groups so they yeah. have a lot I would say they, they have like the best like the most variety of any recruiting mm. class um so you have Christian Miller you have Skylyn Townsend who is a nearly 21 foot long jumper and a over 43 foot triple jumper on the ladies side so she'll be a game changer there um you have Zy Ricks out of California out of Long Beach Poly yeah. he's gone he's a mid-distance guy you know kind of like that Will Sumner type um, he's gone 149 for the 846 flat for the 400. Um, then you have Riley Hampton as well, who's one of the top um, high school sprinters in Texas and in the in the nation. So yeah. for me, Georgia wins. Go out guy. Ooh.
0: Okay. For me, I'm on the other side of the country. I'm going with USC. Like, I literally text you and I said, <laughs> who did USC not get because The way that they, like, the amount of talent that's going to USC is incredible. Like, I don't even know what to even say. Number one recruit on the ladies' side, Mia Bra Pedersen, who's gone 11th flat as a junior, 22-43, and y'all, this is all wind legal marks. As a high school junior going to USC, Mariah Scott, who I think happens to be the next Abby Steiner. She's from Ohio. Mm-hmm. Let me throw this out there for y'all. Abby Steiner went 1138 and 2273 in high school. Mariah went 1141 as a junior and is ran 2320. When you look at the 100 and the 200 meter stats from the state of Ohio across its history, Mariah is the number two performer right behind Abby Steiner in Ohio, history in both events. Then you also have Olivia Pace, another one from Ohio. She's the number three performer in the 100 meters with 1154 in the state. And of course, all of a sudden, Brianna Selby from Virginia. I was like, wait a second, mine was blown. (laughs) Brianna Selby is the New Balance national indoor champion in the 60, along with being the Adidas track national champion in that same distance this past uh, winner. She's also the AAU Junior Olympic champion in the 100 from 2022. Th- that's a four by one right there. Yes. <laughs> in itself. yes. This is, I'm mind blown. Like. I
1: just, I, I didn't expect it. I did not expect it. USC did not expect it. Especially
0: for who? Like, for, for,
1: for just like the amount, the amount of, and, like yeah.
0: depth that they have it. or for Brianna's? Yeah. Cause I yeah. was.
1: For the depth. For the depth.
0: Now. Who I am waiting for to make their announcement, and I don't know, Mm -hmm. Adeja Hodge Mm -hmm. from Mount Verde Academy. She's posted on her social media that she's making the announcement during Thanksgiving break, which would be next week. Michelle Smith, another athlete from Mount Verde Academy, 400 meter hurdler, again, is waiting until Thanksgiving. A lot of people have been asking about Ellie Shea Ellie Shay's gonna probably make her commitment later in the school year, not necessarily the end of 2023, maybe looking into 2024. We don't know, but those are three other recruits that I'm just kind mm-hmm. of like...
1: Waiting for. I'm waiting.
0: <laughs> I'm patiently waiting.
1: <laughs> Anyways, Is yeah. there anybody that you're
0: waiting for? Besides no, the three?
1: No. I
0: think that's like...
1: All my distance peeps are committed, so yes. I'm, I'm no longer So like waiting. for us, it's
0: like, okay, the sprinters, where are we going?
1: Yeah. And all the, the field event athletes as well. True.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the field. So, oh, wow. It, it, this whole week from from National Signing Day to regionals happening on it's just been There's a, a track on. field-packed week. And
1: now we have another big week ahead of us, the big week.
0: The big week. The big week. The big week. Um,
1: what are you looking forward to? Have you ever been to Charlottesville?
0: I have not. And okay. the funny thing is I grew up in Maryland, so you would think I would have, but I haven't. Hmm. It's pretty up there. Pretty up there, yeah. Yeah. Wait, have you
1: you've been there, right? Yes I have. Yeah. Way back when. I Way happened back when. to panera Farms in twenty nineteen. That makes it oh, so wow. old.
0: I don't want to hear it. Twenty nineteen. I don't want to hear it. If you <laughs> see me, I'll be in a big puffy jacket, probably hat and mittens, I'll be ready to go.
1: It's not gonna be cold. Oh You're my god. You saw me in New York. Oh my god. You saw me in
0: New York for the New York City marathon. I was bundled up. No. I don't enough. I don't mess with if it's below sixty, I'm done. Well, I know I'm from the East Coast, but still. (laughs) Amanda's yelling in my ear, you're from the East Coast. (laughs) This is the thing. When you move to Texas and you've been here for 10 plus years, the Texas heat thins out the blood. Interesting. It's cold now. It doesn't matter. Amanda's in my ear. She's like, you just moved back. But I was like, it's been a year and a half. Like I was there for a year and a half and I came back. It was like nothing. And I worked from home, so I was inside the whole time.
1: Well, all I know is I'm ready to be in the elements. You know me. I I don't like being confined to like a space like that's what the yes, bad thing Ashley, about a marathon. I like so we've been covering the marathons, yeah, you yeah, know, New York City and Chicago. I don't like being confined to like the media area watching a screen. I need oh, to be out in it. it. I have to be out in it.
0: I like seeing it, but like I was perfectly okay with being well, you inside know. so now cross country, you've
1: seen me at cross country meets. Oh, I've seen you. I'm zooming. Everywhere. Ashley's gone. <laughs> so
0: meanwhile, I
1: will be. I'm excited. Probably at the finish line. I'm excited.
0: Anywho, thank you so much, Ashley, for for kicking us off for this show. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you like, subscribe, leave a comment. Um, Stay tuned. As I mentioned to Track we're gonna be there grabbing all the content, photos even. Yes. Photos, podcasts, write-ups, interviews, everything that you love in regards to covering a meet, we got you covered. So we will actually see you in person Friday. If not, we will see you next week on our show next week, Monday. Thank you guys and have a great week.